0: Well, welcome, welcome back. I know it's only been a, we were only off one Sunday, but it seems like a long time. Um, it's great to be here, it's great to see the momentum and seeing God's people working and just the different ideas and, and just the expression of God. To see the dance, wasn't that amazing? I, I'm not a person like for me, anointing means God highlights something, you go, That was anointed means that there's something about it that God infused with something to highlight it to you. And there was such an anointing on that dance, I actually wouldn't mind doing it at the end. Uh, because there's just something about it, as we end the meeting today, just to end with that praise and that worship. That unabashedly just expression of who God is. Because we're not ashamed of the gospel. We are unashamed. So why should we be ashamed with each other? We need breakthrough, we need expression, we need to see that this is real. We can be real about so many things in our lives, but when it comes to Christianity or the Bible, it seems like, nope, everything's just, let it loose. I mean, it is the mystery of the gospel, Christ in you. It's a a remarkable mystery that Paul unveils. But this is the truth of it, where you get real, because it's real out there. You all know that, right? Because you're in it, you walk in it. And it's reality that we need and expression to just release and come together for the edification of one another. And so we do thank you, Lord. We honor you. We are unashamed. We
1: thank you for all that you're doing. We just... Uh, I thought it was too timely with the team. We thought it was timely
0: to, to at the beginning of this year for families, to, to visit again the vision and the mission of this church. Vision and mission are extremely important to any organization. And dare I say to each family. And what the vision is for your family or the organization you're a part of is dictates the minutia of what you do daily. Whether you know it or not. And you say, Nick, I have no vision. Well, it's still expressed in the daily activity of your life. And so you would think that this was a very easy thing to put down on paper. It was our desire to to sit down and talk it through. What is the vision of this church? Why are we here? And we didn't want to cut and paste it from a website. They go, that's, I really like that. That's a nice vision. I like that vision. Click. We want it to be a true expression of what we really believe and why we feel we are really here. Like a married couple, you read my mind. So allow me to take you on a bit of a journey I, want to ex- I need to take you on a journey to express to you what's going on in my head to plant it into your head. Because there's so much around vision and mission that are all over the map. So you need to understand what I believe vision and mission means in order to understand where I'm going with it. Make sense? Now vision, most people when they think of vision, can I see anything?
1: When I take a driver's test every four years, Where I can go or where I can go, as where I can see.
0: Now, naturally, I want to go beyond this type of vision, but this does, does contribute to what I'm getting at. Can you see? Vision must help you see where you're going. Now, I'm going to give you a description of what I believe, what I'm trying to articulate when I talk about vision here today.
1: Vision gives the overall... Vision is born in God and beyond natural... Earthly abilities. into vision, this is what
0: I believe vision is about. Helps focus you. Here are the benefits, I believe, some of the benefits of vision. It helps unify us. It helps get us on the same page. It helps getting us going in the same direction. And because of
1: that, it, it focuses time and What is the Father saying? When there would be all manner
0: of need around him, he was still only focused on what the Father's on about. You can say, "Jesus, you need to go over there. This is a good thing to do." He didn't care about that. He cared what the Father is on about. So it helps focus. How many of you guys
1: know there's a lot of noise out there? Your phones? I mean, has there ever been more no no?? The nature of warfare to equip oneself when you're going into battle.
0: So it helps us keeps us focused. Instead of getting into muck in the mire, it's almost like Peter looking away from the waves to Christ. We know the song, Be Thou My Vision. It gives structure to our lives, purpose, structure. It's like the bones that hold the form Why we do what we do. It helps us to be intentional with our lives. And we see this Almost a juxtaposition to this is a very famous, actually, Jeremy shared when he shared on vision this scripture when there is no vision, the people are unrestrained. It says the people perish often, but what it means is actually unrestrained. Right? When you, a, when you have a vision, say, even something as simple as weight loss, you're far more restrained in your eating. Why? Because you have a vision. I'm going there. That's why. But when you don't, you don't, <laughs> buddy, it's open season. One cookie, two cookie, three co- who cares? It's that idea like when you don't have vision in your life, you're unrestrained. There's no purpose. There's no structure. There's no discipline. And we know discipline is critical to taking that which we've called to take individually and as a church. Nothing of any real reward just happens. Have you ever noticed that? Go out and look at the, our gardening box that I made these two 10, what are they, 10 by four. They're full of weeds. There's no tomatoes, there's no cucumbers, none of that just happens. I have to be disciplined, focused, I sow a seed with the vision of the tomato, etc. It doesn't just happen. So when people don't have vision, they throw off restraint. And I would say this is evident in the church, at least in the first world. In light of this, this, just to give you some scripture to support this, I want to I look at two people to support my definition here of vision. You guys have heard of Abraham. This is when he first enters the scene and God meets him. And this is what God says to him. Now, the Lord said to Abram, this is before he was Abraham, go from your country and from your relatives, and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. How old is he right now? Anyone? 75. 75 years old! Oh my goodness. And God is calling him out of a very comfortable place. What he knows. Relatives, etc. And I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you, and I will make your name great, and I shall be a, And you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. And in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. Do you guys know the story of Abraham? What was the vision that God gives him? One, one sentence. I will make you a great nation. Where did that vision originate? From Abraham? Did he ask God for that? No, it originated from God. You. I will make a great nation. Is it possible No. Do you guys know the story? Remember the story? Is it even possible for that to come from him and Sarah? No, it's impossible because his wife is barren. How does he accomplish this vision? How does he begin to pack up his stuff? Hey, honey, we're moving. Where are you going? Somewhere in this direction. This is real life. You know, he's called the father of our faith. By faith, he walks into this. He is so esteemed by God that Abraham's reaction to God and God's words, it is accounted to him as righteousness. In Romans chapter 4. He is the father of our faith. It speaks of in Romans. You know the hardship that he faces? Yes, he screws up. He lies about his wife. Being his sister, because he's scared of the Egyptians, and we all know about Ishmael. It's not saying he's a perfect man, but he believed God. This vision was way beyond him. Did he see the culmination of the vision? No. It was generational. But he believed God, but he did see the start in his son Isaac. Incredible. It's a picture for us to look at. So we see in summary here, it starts with God. It is impossible for him to fulfill in and of himself. This is the nature of grace. We often think of grace as something just about the covering of sin. How about grace to empower you to do what you've been called to do in God? Because flesh produces flesh, but spirit produces spirit. The flesh profits nothing. As, As impressive as you may be, Elon Musk... Bill Gates incredibly impressive people in their flesh. It's useless to God if it's flesh. Now once it's brought to submission to the Spirit, then we could start working. It requires effort on your behalf or his behalf. Abraham had to go and walk. He had to believe God. He didn't just say, all right, God, you do your thing. God's will be done. You're just going to do it. No, he had to walk into God. This vision into this calling, and the opposition he had, and the challenges he had, and and, and 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 the amazing obstacles he had to overcome. What kept him going? But the vision. I will make you a great nation. And if you go and read Romans four, and it's such a powerful book, it says he regarded his wife's womb as though dead, grew and grew in faith. Remarkable. Remarkable. What a picture for us. This is vision. This is what gets a person to move in a direction and stay in that direction. It is vision. So next after vision is a very deep one called mission. And I don't want you to miss this definition because it's very complex. Mission is just what must be done to accomplish the vision. What are we doing today? The vision is future, the mission is now. See, the vision can be overwhelming to a certain extent in its scope if it's solely focused on I'm going to make you a great nation. I don't eat my wife can't even have kids. So the mission engages us in the now. Something we can sink sink our teeth into. Something we can be done practical. This is mission. Mission is born out of the vision. And it can be trusted to take us into the future and keep us on track. What are we doing now in order to accomplish that? Let me show you an example with Paul where we see mission and vision coming together. I was made a minister of this church, of this church, according to the commission from God granted to me for your benefit. That'll preach. It wasn't for his benefit, it was for your benefit, he says. So that I might fully carry out the preaching of the word of God, that is the mystery which had been hidden from past ages and generations, but now has been revealed to his saints, to whom God willed to make known what the wealth of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles is, the mystery that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We proclaim him, admonishing every person and teaching every person with all wisdom, so that we may present every person complete in Christ. For this Purpose I also strive, or also labor, striving according to his power, which works within me, mightily within me. Powerful. Paul's vision and mission were so stamped upon him that he he was unwavering. He was able to withstand all the fiery darts of the devil. You know what this man went through? Have you seen, have you, you know of Paul's sufferings? Like Paul came in, we got a special preacher. Paul comes in, he was nothing to look at. I don't know how tall he was. Apparently, his speech was contemptible. This is what the court church said. And he gets up here, and you go, dude, what is your problem? This man is driven. Look what he did. Look at, read it. Are these servants of Christ? He's comparing himself to other apostles. I'm speaking as if insane. I'm more so in far more labors and far more imprisonments beaten at times without number often in danger of death five times i received from the jews 39 lashes five times do some math five 39 five times yeah it's a lot three times i was beaten with rods once i was stoned three times i was shipwrecked a night and a day i have spent adrift at the sea i have been on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers dangers from robbers dangers from my countrymen dangers from Gentiles dangers in the cities dangers in the wilderness dangers at sea dangers among false brethren I have been in labor and hardship through many sleepless nights, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure. Apart from such external things, there is the daily pressure on me of the concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? What did this man see? This is why Paul, he, Paul was he's able to preserve, persevere through suffering and persecution. Unwavering. He met Jesus Christ in Acts chapter 9. He was knocked off his donkey. From that point, a, there was a change. There was something that impacted him, that changed him. There was something catastrophic almost. It's like he hit a brick wall. And once it was set, the mission was clear. Action. What he must do. Even he says, woe is me if I don't. Why? Why? He wants to present everyone completing Christ. Did he present everyone completing Christ? I don't think so. Demas left him having loved this present world. I mean, but this was the vision. Paul, why do you keep going from town to town, stirring things up? Because I must preach the good news. I have been commissioned by God. It is a calling that is from above. It is a vision that is from above. I have been empowered by the grace of God to do this. And when my time is up, I'll tap out. In fact, he says I'd rather go home, but I stay for your I remain for you. So you see the impact of godly vision when it's born in God. When godly vision meets faith in man and they come together, there's an unstoppable force. And there's multiple examples of this our lords as well. There's multiple examples. So in light of that, with hesitancy, I give you the vision of this church <laughs> in the context of that intensity. But I would say this. Many of you here today have given your life to the building of this church. For 13 years, we've put our hands to the plow. We have known nothing, but this has been it. And so, yes, in this culture we live in, yes, you have, you have been faithful. And I commend you, all you know who you are, who are in the founding of this church. This is the vision of Revolution Church, that all people would know God, His ways, and His heart by believing and experiencing the good news of Jesus Christ. Time does not allow me to completely expand this, because every, every word in there is pregnant for a preacher like me but I give you a, a scripture here to help launch off of so that you would understand what we're getting at here. Paul says this in Second Corinthians 5, 17-19. Therefore, as anyone is in Christ, that person is new creation. Did you know that? Why do you think we preach this way, exhorting you to come out of Egypt, to come out of the world, to lay aside that which is in the past, to put on which that is new? You are a new creation. This person is a new creation. The old things have passed away. What your father and your mother said to you, whatever your beating was, however your ex-husband treated you, all it's in the past. It's gone. We're moving on. I know abuse. I know what it's like. I know what it's to like to be defined in that. But no, I look forward. Vision. There's no vision in the past. We're looking forward to something. To not just sing songs that sound good and are doctrinally right, but we live. The Word, as it were, becoming flesh in our own lives. Behold, all things have come new. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation, namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not counting the wrongdoings against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. There's so much in this vision. Think of the most ardent, carnal person you know. The one that shakes their fist against God. Well, that was Paul in Acts chapter 9. Oh God, give us a vision that all could come to know you. Your neighbor. The people at your school you go to. The work you go to the health club, the, the gym, the grocery store, wherever we goes, that they would, the people would know God. And not just know God, not just, to, not just to know him, but his ways and his heart and intimacy with him. This is Jesus' longing in John. When you read John, meditate on John, listen to John, it is Jesus introducing us to his Father and desiring a great intimacy. Not just to get on with the work at hand, but to know him and his ways and his heart. That we would know the gospel, the good news, and experience it. The gospel is about freedom. Are you free? We who know the gospel, have we partaken of the gospel? We who preach to others, are we ourselves eating? We who say, come to the table and eat, are you eating off of crumbs of the floor? It's the reality. It's beyond religion and that which is terrestrial. It's extraterrestrial. It's from above. It is from God. This is the desire of this church, is to have impact here. And this leads us into mission. What are we doing to achieve this vision? This is what we have endeavored to do for the last 13 years. And again, each of these words means something. Spirit filled means something. To establish, not just plant, but establish it solid, established on the rock of Christ Jesus. Not on some man or woman, not on some charismatic person that just keeps us going, but on Christ Himself. He is the head. To release mature disciples of Jesus into their purposes. Not converts, not just believers, disciples, learners it means. Go read in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven. It talks, Jesus talks about no disciple. He talks about a juxtaposition of him's master and his, his disciples as his disciples, followers of Christ. Where's Jesus going? Oh, he's leaving. Okay. It's like my dog when it wants to go for a walk. It's weird. Everywhere I go, it's following me. Oh, it's time for a walk. Okay. Okay. That's how we're with the Lord. Like, Lord, you move. Okay. Followers of Christ, disciples of Jesus, to impact our city, our country, and the nations. And I'm not saying we're doing all of them at the same amount. I actually think we've impacted the nations in probably the biggest way. We have sent people to Zambia twice who paid their own way. We as a church have punched above our our pay grade, as it were. Financially, we have brought people in from from, uh, Turkey who escaped from Iran. We have brought a family in from Afghanistan. We we have reached out to the nations. And I believe it's the reason we see so many nations here. On which we delight in you. We delight in the nations. We delight in the kaleidoscope of the kingdom of God. When men and women from every tribe, tongue, and nation give glory to him. Isn't that amazing? Here's the scripture I use. Again, there's so many. But this is a familiar one. This is Jesus Upon his departing, he says this. But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, the mountain the mountain which Jesus had designated to them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some were doubtful. And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, "All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I command you. And behold, I am with you always." even until the end of the age. Mission, vision, they very important. Why do we do what we do? This is what we, this is the purpose this church is here for. This is why people get here at 8 o'clock and they set up and they do the sound, why people do greeting, why people do the communion, why people were at the hub yesterday cleaning for hours for today's barbecue. Why you vacuum the floor. See, if it's not connected to mission and vision, you're like, this sucks. How is this spiritual? Shouldn't I be praying in tongues for somebody? No, this is for the mission and the king. I'm vacuuming for the king. I'm vacuuming. So people might know him, might know God. That it might impact. It gives significance. It gives reason; it gives intention to do what we what we're doing. You know, in light of, of what we're uh, what, sorry the oh <laughs> Anyway, you see it. Sometimes when I send it over, it does some funky things. So Sunday school. It's amazing to see that launch in a fresh way today. Sunday meeting, this meeting, prayer meeting on Wednesday night. Is it just another prayer meeting? Just show up. That's just what we do. We're religious people. Let's check the clock. Boom. Thank you, God. You see, I'm going to prayer meeting. There's purpose in it. There's mission. There's vision. Connect groups. Outreach. Oh, these these five, and there's more, but these these are to establish us as a spirit-filled church. To mature us in Christ to our purposes. The good works foreordained for each one of us to fulfill. It's not gonna just happen. No one just gets in shape accidentally. I know some people seem to lose weight accidentally. I ain't never experienced that. It doesn't, it needs intention. Why are you living? Tick tock, tick tock. Life's going by. Tick tock, tick tock. Now the year's gone by. We need to have mission and vision in our lives. So just in closing here, and I would actually like to play that song. I'm sorry, I'm changing things up uh, on that. But I want to play that, uh, that dance song because we are to rejoice. And I don't know if the dancers want to dance because that's cool if you can. I'd hate to throw it on you. But I just really felt it's not meant to be this complicated, folks. It's meant to people coming out and meeting the living God who created them. It's just really, it's not meant to be complex. It's meant yielding to him. But I'm going to ask you to consider what I've spoken about today in this vision and mission. Do you agree with it? You don't have to agree with it. We're not a cult. But if you're part of it, do you agree with the mission? And if you do, can I ask you to be awake? Can I ask you to, to not be offended if you get challenged to rise up? can you get over somebody, we, need to, we need somebody in the gap somebody in the gap you say what are you talking about I'm talking about spiritual I'm talking about bearing each other's burden I'm talking about being with intention don't be offended by that because that's where it's coming from we're on a mission we've got a vision before us to be awake dare I say to be intentional with your time your volunteer dare I say your finances I no I said the F word but, but your finances time this is all done by the people in the room The rent is all paid by the people in the room. We've got no big stipend from outside of us. But it's us. It's God's way. Who will take this community? We will. We will. Who is going to go forward and and, and, and finance it? We are. Who's going to bear up the brokenhearted? We are. Who's going to heal the sick? We are. Who's going to preach the gospel? We are. This is the mandate upon us. Would you stand with me, please? I thank God for purpose. I thank for God for purpose and vision for what will not fade away. This is heavenly. This is treasure in heaven. And so I'm just going to ask, I'm just going to pray, and I'm going to ask these guys to come up. I'm asking you to be free. I would say this. Pretend you're in the shower, because that's when I seem crazy, and I do it like... Just to be free. It is God's desire for you to be free. Not free to sin. Free to live. Free to live free from sin. Free to be useful. Free to have purpose. The more insignificant you feel, the better able God is to use you and be glorified in your life. So Lord, we lift you high. We thank you for the vision and we thank you for the mission upon us. We answer the call and say, yes, Lord. Have your way. Take all that we have. We long to be useful to the master. We long to be set free of the religion of men and women. We long for that which is from above. We long to breathe real oxygen. We long to be free from the mixture. We long to drink afresh. We long for the filling afresh of the spirit of God. Not I, but Christ. This is all about you, Lord Jesus. Be exalted. Be lifted up. Be praised in this place. We exalt your name. We exalt your name. We dance before you. We are unashamed, man. Unashamed. Nah, I ain't changing the Bible for no one. Lord, we are unashamed.
1: Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. In Jesus' name.